When it comes to protecting your business from fire, Bay Alarm brings the best, like industry-leading fire protection systems. With professional design, installation, and 24-7 monitoring, it's one more way fire has met its match. Bay Alarm puts the pro in fire protection. Go to bayalarm.com slash knbrfire for a special offer to all new business customers. Now, more than ever, Bay Alarm. ACO 28CCL 880138. What he is, he's a little Murph. He's the next generation of Murph coming up. But there he is. There's my guy. <laughs> there he is, dude. The hat's askew, too, which I yes. like. The hat is slightly off to the side. He's yeah. a little disheveled. And, and Cope, I can tell you the clubs, they are on the green. They're on the grass. Yeah. yeah. That's uh, that's uh, going back to early this morning. We were talking right. about what we're going to do today. I said, I'm actually going to go play nine holes of golf, which will bump yeah. up against the draft. Yeah. And Copes yeah. and Paulie asked, will the, will Rory drag his bag? I, I, and I, I said, I, without question, he will drag right. his bag. Yes. Right. We started. No we were thinking about having an over-under, a pool on which hole will the bag you start asked, to and get asked, and I said, the, be, the best money is the third hole because it gets yeah. steep. The third hole gets up. <laughs> the front <laughs> three. Yeah, front well, three is where my action is. One, I, is, uh, <laughs> one is a side hill lie, which is kind of a bummer. Two yeah, is downhill, yeah. and yeah. then three is uphill. Copes so. has got some dough on uh, on the hole number four, I think today. Well, that or, picture I sent you is yeah. four, and that is actually the steepest yeah. walk. Four See? is a four. Four will grind you, even if you're in good shape. Four is a grind. The sharps are taking four. Yeah, the sharps are all over the fourth <laughs> hole for Rory it was, Dragon. It was also one of those really rare moments in life where, like, you have a visual image of something, and then you get like the actual <laughs> picture, and it's pretty close to what I envisioned. Like, that's I pretty could probably spot on. even get you a better one because uh, I can get one, but it is pretty good. It is. Yeah. I, I, no, it's I, a good I, one. Definitely right, illustrates see. what's going on. And, you know, we look forward to tomorrow's updates. I'll try Murph. to capture a really artsy one today. Okay. Right? Maybe black and white. Perhaps, yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, dude. Totally. Get out there, man. Uh, moving on to story number five, guys. Here we go. After 10 years, Murph, perk your ears up on this one. The uh, USC Trojans running back, Reggie Bush. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. His disassociation. Criminal? Cheater? Yeah, yeah. Criminal mastermind. Low moral fiber, dude. Zero. No. <laughs> Toe he, jams, dude. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. What the, about him, Polly? Well, the why are you bringing up, Reg, are you bringing up X forty nine or Reggie Bush? Yeah, seriously, right? He was on the Super Bowl team, by the way, the uh, Ravens year. Anyway, the wow. uh, ten years later, uh, his Reggie Bush's disassociation from the University of Southern California is expected to soon come to an end. Sources are telling ESPN the timing comes as a uh, result of an NCAA committee on infractions rule that was adopted in twenty seventeen that. Limits any mandated disassociation between an individual and a school to 10 years. Especially he's getting let out of the clink right now. This a is little Feach bit. LaManna. Dude, yeah. to keep our Sopranos Wednesday going, oh this is Feach LaManna. He's free. Yeah, hopefully there's no Girl Scout uh, well, kind of, you, you know. By the way, I had, I had occasion to reference that, Paulie. I'm on a. Uh, you do. You're a fan of that one. You like that oh, one. Oh, huge. Yeah. And um, so I'm a fan. I'm a, so this guy I went to. I grew up with, and I went to high school with. But I also grew up with him in elementary school. He's one of the most interesting cats I've ever known. His name's John with a Rosen. Name. A name we know. John Rosen. I don't. I don't talk about him nearly enough. He's he's a guy who since uh, since a young age was a very disruptive intellectual mind. In fact, at his bar mitzvah. He, uh, John is of the Jewish faith. Yeah, he told me. He said my bar, he spoke very seriously all the time. He said my barvitza is coming up this weekend. Yeah, I said yeah. He goes, I expect it to be a um, a very controversial affair. I said why? He said because in my comments in my speech, I'm going to prove to the synagogue that God does not exist. Oh my God, that's yeah. Great. This is John Rosen wow. at age 12, by the way. Wow. I, this was my this guy was my guy. Okay, <laughs> I just he, he, you never got into a conversation with John that wasn't super deep and intense. Yeah, yeah and we all. Know guys like that, yeah. And then yeah. he would also want to talk baseball too. Like he and I would talk baseball and then deep philosophy. Yeah. But anyway, he started a a uh, Facebook um, in the midst of all the after the 2016 election when everybody was frazzled and frayed. Not like now, right? Like no. we're not frazzled and frayed now. Not at all. He said, "I think we need to return to civil discourse in this world." And he started a Facebook group called Fair Game, and you're it's where he just throws out philosophical queries. And people are supposed to discuss it, but no name calling, yeah. no shouting. That's easier no said than done. Finger pointing. Well, he has to moderate it every day, and he has to yeah. kick members out all the time <laughs> if you violate the rules. Yeah. Anyway, the point of the story is he'll he'll send out anything, anything from the World Health Organization to uh, Donald Trump in China to uh, he. The recent one he put out was why is the why is the entire new generation twenty five and under yeah hairless? Why are they hairless? Why is this? He said, why is Hairless and, 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 and said, what do you get a little more specific? in their you, private regions? Okay, we're talking manscaping st- stuff. Okay, yeah, and, and yeah. female and male scaping. Right, and he said it seems to be now almost the rule 
yeah. the rule. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I want to get into this. Yeah. He's like, what's going on? What's right. behind it? Why right. you know, Is this societal pressure? Is this comfort? Is this sexism? Right. Uh, what is it? You know, Rosen wanted to get, he wanted to go deep, man. And yeah. people were yeah. throwing out their deep thoughts. I love societal pressure. It's like, and, Pauly and Mac, d- what are you doing this weekend? <laughs> Nothing. I'm staying home. How come? Well, society's been pressuring me to shave myself down, so I'm going to be home shaving. That is weekend. correct. Yeah. Dude, you can join Fair Game. I now. think I might. You can take like that. You can't. <laughs> Anyway, so what was my contribution? Because there's all these deep thinkers on there. I just put up the post of uh, Robert Loggia as Feech Lamana. You oh, know? dude. And I did. Or, that was my comment. Well, that that's comment. so you don't need to go any farther. That's a hell of a contribution. Did, what, what kind of reaction did you get? John Rosen immediately gave it the thumbs up. And, oh, good. Uh, <laughs> so he's a deep thinker, but he also has time for some comedy. Yeah. Well, and I said not only was it, you know, yeah. it's not only is it hilarious and funny, but yeah. it's also, you know, a comment. Lamana's he's making a comment. He goes, what's going on out there? He said he was in prison for 20 years. He got out. They arranged some prostitutes. And he was like, what's going on here? You know? He was in his his white tank top in the morning, pouring himself a cup of coffee. They're talking about the night before. They are, yes. And he he goes, what was going on there? He goes, you know, I don't need to get it too into the details. No, probably not. uh, Probably not. He questioned the change in society and hygiene. Well. And... uh, (laughs) Yeah, no, that's well. It's a valid point, and it's definitely relevant to this conversation. And I would also say that Murph, if I could maybe dip my toe into the fair game community, I might join in and simply post a picture, a full color picture of Chuck Norris from the Bruce Lee yes, documentary correct. we just yes. saw. Yeah. And I just say, like, guys, this is how I like to roll. This is it. This is. And it. again, there the fur, the fur yeah. on yeah. Chuck Norris's shoulders yeah. on the yeah. back was truly startling. <laughs> truly. And how about those low, low cut Adidas too? Yeah. yeah. Too. Bonnie Jill, did you get a chance to check this guy's back hair out? Did you no, see this? But maybe now I'll have to watch just because it, of that. No, yeah. it's exceptional. Bonnie Jill, it's, open it's caskets and back hair. What? What? Yes. How could you go wrong? Yeah, no, it's wrong. It's what every girl wants, right? It'd be a good Wednesday night. It's what the ladies like. Like, oh my god. You got god. the draft tonight, buddy Joe. So anyway, know. let's finish this one up on Reggie. <laughs> so where were we on Reggie Bush? So he's out of the clink. He can go back to SC now. That's so right. Saying. They're saying that they there was the the, the, the committee on infractions, the, the whole rule stated that basically any disassociation between a player, an athlete, an individual, and a school can only last ten last ten years. It was a jail sentence. Yeah. Right. Now he's out. So his uh, free disasso- Reggie Bush. And you got to remember why it came as the, the part of the sweeping sanctions that included a two-year postseason ban. Murph, 14 vacated victories. 14, <laughs> including their uh, 2004 BCS national title. Okay? I don't know why you're acting so surprised, dude. And, I, and I, call then, it, I call it justice, dude. That's what I call it. Yeah, justice. I call dude. it truth and justice. It's the mm. long arm of the law, dude. Mm. Catching yeah. up with the truth. Are you expressing some sort of um, surprise, dude? Uh Cope's There's no surprise here, dude. Copes mentioned the Catholic guilt. I always have like just a little whisper of guilt in the back of my head when we do this because I always think Ronnie's listening and he's like, going to be well, hey, like disappointed. Well, like I turned on Murph and Mac and I heard them like trashing my school. You know, like <laughs> well, if I can if I can riff for a second just to bring some levity back to the uh, to the Please. story. Just yes. just because we went on that digression there about manscaping, you're telling me we came full circle on manscaping and ended it with a story about Reggie Bush. <laughs> Copes, bravo, my man. You know I'm the bad, and I'm the bad guy. We call the top saying, six dude. right now. Should we saying, call dude. the top six That's right now? That's yeah. it. Just skip four, did five, you just six. go Sugar Sean O'Malley knockout right there, dude? <laughs> yeah, no, he did. He did. Dude, you might, yeah. dude, can you cut the reaction to Sugar Sean O'Malley? That might be for the board when you drop a line like that. You need to play the Rogan and oh, uh, play-by-play yeah. reaction. Oh! It's kind of like the Tommy Tolbert uh, sign-off, the Dirk Nowitzki. Let's yeah. go! Shut it down. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway, kids. Murph, well, welcome back, Reggie. I hope you're happy, you know. Right. Well, you know, I hope you you're happy. You know, fight and on, I, Reggie. And I, <laughs> Cheat on, dude. Cheat on. Fight on, Reggie. <laughs> fight on. <laughs> oh, man. Fight hey. on for cheaters everywhere, dude. Here's an interesting story, you guys, uh. at number four. I, I thought this is pretty pretty interesting and cool. NASCAR's uh, Bubba Wallace, the first black driver to uh, win on a top-level NASCAR series in the last 50 years, and also the lone black driver in the sport. He's in the news, Murph, because on Monday – he told CNN that he wants all presence of Confederate flags gone at NASCAR races. Now, on Tuesday, Wallace and his team, Richard Petty Motorsports, revealed a new black paint scheme for his number 43 Chevrolet. Cool number and cool car. 43 Chevy. That sounds cool. With the slogan, hashtag Black Lives Matter over the rear wheels. On the wow. hood, a black fist. Uh, and a white fist clasp in a grip above the slogan, Compassion, Love, and Understanding. 
Um, this paint scheme is going to make its debut today, you guys, at the NASCAR uh, Series race at the Martinsville Speedway in Virginia. And I believe we actually have some Bubba Sound. My next step would be to get rid of all Confederate flags. There should be no individual that is uncomfortable showing up to our events to have a good time with their family that feels some type of way about something they have seen, an object they have seen flying. Um, no one should feel uncomfortable when they when they come to a NASCAR race. So it starts with Confederate flags. Get them out of here. They have no place for them. Um, the narrative on that before is, you know, I, I wasn't bothered by it. But that, that I don't speak for everybody else. Yeah. I speak for myself. What I'm ch chasing is checker flags. And that was kind of my narrative. But diving more into it and educating myself, people feel uncomfortable with that. People talk about that. That's the first thing they bring well, up. Let me so, there, you know, there's going to be a lot of, of angry people that, that carry those flags proudly. But it's it's time for change. Wow. wow. Uh, well said. Boy, that you was know, pretty cool, man. Pretty cool I, story. I, um, I went on um, Twitter. And did you see the NASCAR announcement or the Richard, uh, pardon me, the uh, Bubba Wallace uh, Richard Petty Motorsports announcement about yeah. the new scheme and all that for tonight's mm -hmm. race? Uh, yeah. yeah. I read the comments underneath. Oh, okay. Wow. It was... Uh, uh, ugly? Murph, remember, we're never supposed to read the comments. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> Funny chill. I try not to. The problem yeah, was that the person who sent out the oh, tweet said, you got to see these comments. So I was like, well, they right, get I'm vicious. going in. Yeah. I'm going in. And it was kind of surprising how hostile NASCAR fans were to this. There was, I mean, really again, again, now this is just a small sample size. I'm not saying this is everybody. This is, and again, this is Twitter to Bonnie Jill's point. I mean, you're only going to get a certain type of person who posts on this, but they went and, and they wrote, man. And they were like, I'm done with NASCAR. I don't need this. Uh, really? First of all, the, yeah. Wow. Uh -huh. Yep. They're saying I'm done with NASCAR. The more civil ones said, Hey, I just don't want any politics in NASCAR either way. Anyhow, other ones were like mocking That's him fair. as a driver. Oh, that can't wait. There was one of them said, "Can't wait to see that paint scheme uh, wreck on lap one." Jeez. Uh, yeah. No. 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 Oh, it was. It was out there, man. It was out there. Oh, so just letting you guys know. Um, but it's, he's going to do it. He's going to. I, I, I mean, uh, literally, he writes compassion, love, and understanding with a black fist and a white fist clasping, and people are, are ripping. And people are pissed. Don't give yeah. me that love and compassion. <laughs> don't bring that around here. I don't want to hear about that. Uh, By the way, I thought his I thought his comments were extremely reasonable. I thought everything he said was rational and 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 quite reasonable. That's just yeah, me. man. So it is wild, wild stuff. And uh, if you're interested, you can go check him out yourself. Yeah. Man. All right, number three sports story. Well, the name Colin Kaepernick. That's our number three sports story. It's popping up more and more in the sports world as the Black Lives Matter movement and, of course, the NFL Roger Goodell video apology last week is giving rise to the question of whether or not Kaepernick will get an NFL job. And multiple people checking in, including Falcons quarterback Matt Ryan. He said, quote, as far as Colin back, being back in the league, I think he should have every opportunity. He created awareness for a situation. It's taken some time, but people are becoming more active in terms of their response to it. At George Floyd's funeral yesterday in Houston, Reverend Al Sharpton spoke emotionally. We'll have that in the cooler. He says, don't apologize to us. Give Colin Kaepernick a job. And then Saint Safety Malcolm Jenkins went on CBS this morning yesterday and had this to say. Yeah, I look back and I'm, and I'm glad that I chose to post that video. I recorded that video before, uh, and Drew actually reached out to me before I could post it. And we had that same conversation, uh, that I, the same things I said in the video I said to Drew Brees. But I thought that it was important that our country understand, you know, the pain that black people have been dealing with and that black people carry around. I think we're in that moment where we need truth before we can have reconciliation. And that was an opportunity for me to share my truth, not only to Drew Brees, but to, you know, everybody who's watching. Yeah, he went on to say about Kaepernick specifically, I still don't think the NFL has gotten it right until they apologize specifically to Colin Kaepernick or assign him to a team. I don't think they will end up on the right side of history. Why am I feeling Kaepernick as a Seattle Seahawk? Oh. I don't know. Boy. You guys feeling that? Well, he worked out there, didn't he? It was not a team yeah. that worked him out a couple of years yeah, ago. You're right. Correct. Correct. That's it true, just coach. feels yeah. like the right yeah. city, the right starting quarterback, oh, the right coach. You know, I just feel mm -hmm. like probably I right just, offense too. Like if he were to step in for an injured Russell Wilson, he's probably the right type of quarterback yeah, yeah. to do it. And he's not a threat to Wilson in the sense of like you know where he'd go because Wilson's. A, I mean, you know, Wilson's one of the top three quarterbacks in the league. So 
it's not like they'd be creating any kind of controversy either, you know. Um, whereas there are some places where he could go and maybe start, you know. I mean, because you get to the bottom of the uh, barrel of the NFL in right. the starting quarterbacks. But right. anyway, that's just my feeling. Also, by the way, uh, shout out to uh, Eric Branch of the Chronicle. Got an interview with Rich Sherman who said he has accepted Drew Brees' apology. He says he appreciates the fact that Breeze took the time to educate sure, himself. Yeah, so, yeah. so there's your number three Black okay, Lives buddy. Matter story. Yep. And number two, we get back to baseball. We've been brushing up against it a little bit. The Players Association made their proposal yesterday for a season. 89 games. They want their full prorated share of salary and expanded playoffs. And MLB source familiar with the negotiations told ESPN it's a non-starter. Hey. Uh, Ravage says now the owners are saying, quote, out of concern for the players' health, we don't want to play past September 27. I, somehow I'm, I'm not really believing the no, owners are dude, that no, right, the right, right, no. Here's ESPN's Jesse Rogers on what it's going to take. He said this this morning on ESPN. What's it going to take to get a deal done? Right. The players will have to come off their full pro rata salary. And I, I believe there's a middle ground to be had, but not everybody believes that and thinks we're still headed towards – Manfred implementing that unilateral, unilaterally implementing that 48 to 50 game season. But, you know, if the players take a little bit of a haircut, 10%, that's still a lot of money given back to the owners, right? And it at least shows the players are willing to understand playing without fans is, is part of this whole thing. So, look, I, I'm optimistic, but we all might be a little naive because now for the first time we do see a middle ground there, but still one side has to come off its extreme position. Uh, that they've both taken this whole time. Well, it is June 10th, and that was it was not an official deadline, but it was it was a date that had been kicked around by a lot of people as, well, if you get to June 10th, and then you could have a three-week spring training, you could start on July 4th. That was always the thought. Well, we're pretty sure they're not going to start on July 4th at this point in time. But we are at that point where we were like, you got to have something, guys. I mean, again, this wasn't a hard deadline. It was sort of a spoken deadline. Yeah. Now now we're here, and now we'll see what happens in the next 24, 48, 72 hours. It's just been <laughs> it's been nuts. So we want to end it positive with our number one sports story, and we'll end it with something positive. At, li- at last, something to sink our teeth into in terms of dreaming about baseball, just like the NFL draft, the MLB draft, is here to give us hope and optimism. Uh, I'm calling it Farhan's Bill Walsh moment because the Giants have five picks in the top 85, four of the top 68. They could pick the guys that you're going to see throughout the 2020s, man. This could be the crew that's going to join Joey Bart, Marco Luciano, Elliot Ramos, Hunter Bishop, Seth Corey, Sean Jelly. Those are the guys who are coming up. And if you can add, I mean, they got seven picks here, guys. And they have, like I said, four of the top 68. They could get some players. And they have the number 13 pick overall, of course, too, along with 49, 67, 68, 85. But today they'll pick number 13. You want to get a horse. Uh, that would be the thing to do. Uh, it starts at 4 o'clock today, ESPN and MLB Network. Uh, shout out to your Vegas Joe Hughes, the Oakland A's pick at number 26. Where is he? And, of course, shout out to the guy we've mentioned all week, Petaluma's own Spencer Torkelson, the pride of Casa Grande High and Arizona State. He is expected to go number one overall to the Detroit Tigers, the slugging first baseman kid out of Petaluma, Spencer Torkelson. So shout out to the 707. That all goes down today at 4 o'clock. And we'll see who the Giants go get, the number 13 pick. Don't forget, uh, Tyler Beatty was the 14th pick, uh, is the last time they picked right around this spot. You know, file that into your just analysis yeah, bank. Worth consideration, right, right. What year was that, by the way, Beatty's year? Uh, 2014, brother. 14? 2014. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Wow, so, jeez. There you go. Okay. And how's that for a top six sports stories? And how's that for a Power Hour Chapter 2? Well. And how about... Chapter 3, The Cooler of Content. That's my Next. favorite chapter. On KMPR 104.5 and 680, the Sports Leader. You're listening to Murph and Max Power Hour. Now on 104.5 FM and 680, this is KNBR, the Sports Leader. From the Chilton Auto Body Traffic Desk, San Mateo Bridge remains a hot spot westbound. There is an overturned car right at the top of the high rise in the middle lane. And uh, that is after there was an earlier crash that blocked a couple of lanes. So it is bumper to bumper from the toll plaza. A lot of people are using the Dumbarton Bridge instead. So southbound 880 uh, heading down towards uh, 84 is sluggish from about to Winton, where there's a fender bender on the shoulder down to Dakota. New crash reported on westbound 80 in Albany, uh, right near the 580 merge blocking. It looks like the left-hand lane, maybe the left two lanes, slow from San Pablo Avenue. 
Southbound 880 near 16th in Oakland. Watch out for a stall in the right lane. That slug is from the 980 merge. And we're backed up to the foot of the maze of the Bay Bridge. This traffic is sponsored by UnitedWeStakeCalifornia.com. America's taste buds have spoken, and they've called out for steaks. Visit UnitedWeStakeCalifornia.com for beef offers, sweepstakes, recipes, videos, and more. One nation, countless flavors. From our cattle ranchers and beef producers to your grill, California, United We Steak. Murph and Max Power Hour is surging. You've heard Krug. You're caught up on the t- t- top six, 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 top six sports stories. And now, now we open up the cooler on KNBR 104.5 FM and 680 AM. The sports leader. It'd be a lot cooler if you did. Everybody be cool now, come on. This is Murph and Max Cooler. That's the show. Of content. Yeah, before we get going on the cooler, shout out Paul Har- uh, Paul, Paul Harvey. Paul Stanley. Where is he? A couple yes. people wrote in and said uh, that Kaepernick to Baltimore is a fit because of Greg Roman in the running offense. Do we forget what happened with him in Baltimore owner Steve Biscotti? Remember? There was talk about that, and then uh, his girlfriend posted the uh, Steve Biscotti as a slave owner tweet, and that uh, yeah. that didn't go over too well. You remember what Biscotti said well. after, too, right? Uh, what was the exact phrase? Oh. Well, there you go, but huh. There you go. I stepped right into that, my friend. Uh, okay, the cooler <laughs> of content. And again, it continues to be all the intense uh, rhetoric is, uh, is, is, is bopping around there, man. We heard Malcolm Jenkins talk about Drew Brees earlier, uh, but we pick it up with Matt Ryan. Uh, Matt Ryan, the quarterback of the Atlanta Falcons. Matty Ice, who could be a – I could be saying Super Bowl champ Matt Ryan, you know, if things went a little differently. Yeah. On a couple of incidents you know down what I mean? the stretch. As it is, uh, as I'll say, Super Bowl runner-up Matt Ryan from a couple of years ago on the man of the moment, Colin okay. Kaepernick. As far as, you know, Colin being back in the league, I think he should have every opportunity to. You know, he created awareness for, for a situation uh, that – you know, people, it's taken some time, but people are, are, are becoming, you know, more active uh, in terms of their response to it. And so uh, I, I think from that standpoint, his, his you know, protest is, is being heard at this point. It might have taken too long. And, you know, but I, I think you should have every opportunity to have a job and, and to have a spot in this league. So there it is. Uh, Matt Ryan saying, give him a chance and uh, we'll see uh, going forward. Again, this, this will probably heat up. Uh, what late July if training I, camps get going here? I would mm-hmm. think so. Yeah, it's going to be a very interesting story. I, I, I the, the, as the days pass too, Murph, and I mean I got no proof. I can't point to anything concrete, but my gut. I don't know. I just starting to feel in my gut like he is going to be back in the NFL. It just feels like that's where the currents are going. You got to think about which owner is going to take that chance, mm-hmm. uh, and which fan base will be most accepting. Which city? Which culture? Which starting quarterback? But again, Those I are would all just. Factors. I, I'm sorry, you guys. I just want to throw this out there. Just food for thought, like, because I, I can't predict this. But, I mean, like, I really do wonder what the, you know, the reaction. It'd be hard to single Kaepernick out specifically if, going forward, you're going to see a lot of players taking a knee during the anthem, which it sounds like that will be happening. So, I don't know how you could hold Kaepernick over here on the corner and say, like, oh, no, you're not allowed to be here. But meanwhile, you got half the league taking a knee, which easily yeah. could happen. Right? Right. Including Goodell. Is Goodell going to take a knee on opening Thursday night? Chiefs, wow. uh, what is that, wow. Chiefs-Texans? That's playing? Chiefs-Titans? That Boy, that doing? sounds good. I'll take anything Derek right Henry now. against the Chiefs here? You know? Uh, by the way, if I'm reading this correctly, is Geno Smith right now Russell Wilson's backup? Is that right? Um Oh, that's a do, good question. Do I have that information correct? Copes, Bonnie, Jelly, maybe remember that? I have the Seahawks depth chart in front of me. I can't I, be right. That's a name I haven't thought about in so long. Uh, Seriously. And Murph, I believe Gino with an E, right? G-E-N-O? Yeah, you're right. You're correct. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, we got to do better than that, right? Kaepernick can come in and tell Gino to step aside, right? Wouldn't it be incredible, too? How incredible would it be if Kaepernick came in, he got, like, somebody picked, say it's Seattle, fine. Say, like, Seattle picks him up and then, you know, Russell Wilson goes down, like, with a tweaked hamstring or something in the third quarter of a game. How about if, like, Kaepernick came in and all of a sudden just started making plays? How insane. Against the Niners. Don't eat. Bite your tongue. Bite your tongue. Yeah. Hopefully Nick, not Nick against Bosa. the Niners. Nick Bosa. I don't know. I'll take Eric. Bosa's in that one. By the way, the only other quarterback, according to rlads.com and ESPN.com, is is that the rookie at a Washington State, Anthony Gordon. Who, by the way, I think is from uh, Terranova High in Pacifica, right? Nice. I think he is, yeah. He's the one who threw 
what was it, seven touchdowns in that UCLA game and lost? Hmm. Of course he did, dude. Yeah, uh, that was the game. We, I was at the Georgia Notre Dame game. We drove back two hours from Athens, Georgia, got to our rented house in Buckhead, Atlanta at 2.20 in the morning, and my buddy Malcolm goes, Dude, turn on the TV. The Bruins are Bruins are in the fourth quarter. Two twenty in the morning, right? And we had live UCLA Washington State fourth quarter, like sixty nine, sixty six football game. That was surreal, man. Yeah, yeah. And uh, hmm, you call it surreal, I call it victory, dude. Uh, they got that win. So there you go, Matt Ryan and Kaepernick, and we'll see which team goes. Uh, here's something we don't often say: what? the Reverend Al Sharpton is in the cooler. Yeah, How about that. Yeah, the Reverend sure. Reverend Al Sharpton is in the cooler. Uh, well, obviously, the George Floyd funeral went down yesterday mm-hmm. in Houston. It was a big deal. Yeah. And Sharpton spoke at it and actually went into the sports world about Colin Kaepernick. Oh, it's nice to see some people change their mind. The head of the NFL said, yeah, maybe we was wrong. Football players, maybe they did have the right to peacefully protest. Well, don't apologize. Give Colin Kaepernick a job back. Don't come with some empty apology. Take a man's livelihood. Strip a man down of his talents. And four years later, when the whole world is marching, all of a sudden you go and do a FaceTime talking about you sorry. You sorry didn't repay the damage you did to the career. You stood down because when Colin took a knee, he took it for the families in this building. And we don't want an apology. We want him repaired. Man, wow. Strong, uh, very, a gifted orator. Uh, very gifted strong. Gifted orator for sure. Yeah. Um, you know, I was thinking about, uh, you know, the Niners just, when when John and Kyle came in, they were like, yeah, we're not going to renew your deal, right? And at that point, he was playing so poorly, I think nobody really had a big problem. But I wonder, John Lynch is a very, uh, he's a very proud, uh, patriotic American, and he's 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 very uh, supportive of the military. And I'm wondering if anywhere in John's brain there was any of that, where he was like, nah, I don't know. I mean, I'm just engaging in reckless, reckless speculation here, but... Um, it probably had more to do with the on-field product than anything else, because mm. he was not playing well at that point in time. You know, I mean, no. go back and look at it. No, I, d- I, mean, I remember. No, it was go back bad. and look at some of his game logs from that final year. Oh, dude. Uh, now again, yeah. that was Chip. That was the Chip Kelly Niners. Now, you know, if so, I'm not mistaken, I'm still going to go ahead and say like maybe the worst Niner game I've seen. And Murph, I'm going to go ahead and include those games from like '78 and '79 and put this one above them in terms of just. This poor football. You're going into some dark, dark places there, but it doesn't get any darker. Seventy-eight, seventy-nine. I'm saying this is even darker than that. That's how ballsy I'm getting right now. I want to say go revisit that Bears game, dude, in the snow. That game. I don't know that I've ever seen a worse game. And I remember okay, like ready? the real, real low point came when the Niners. I think they picked up a fumble and like ran into the end zone. Or, like the Bears had the ball like in their own territory. I seem to recall there was a turnover, maybe a pick, a fumble. A couple of Niner guys pick up the ball. They run into the end zone. They start doing snow angels to celebrate, and then here comes the flag. It's coming back. So yeah. not just the humiliation. First of all, like, they lost that game 26-6. to six. Oh. Cap went one. Uh, Copes, I may need some help here after my uh, big line here. Cap went one for five for four yards. <laughs> to, to, wait, wait, wait. Co- no. To which – to which I understand Jimmy G texted him and said, nice game, bro. Oh, <laughs> you, right, I'm telling you what, dude. I'm telling you That's what. Pretty good, dude. It's pretty good. <laughs> it's just, I hope you guys, you know, yeah, okay. Dude, it's funny, Murph. I was going to say that, too. I was like, when you were saying, what happens if Colin Kaepernick gets signed by the Seahawks, dude, and then he's up there in Seattle and Russell Wilson goes down and he's making plays against the Niners. I said, dude, Aaron Rodgers ain't going to let that happen. <laughs> hey, here's the game that's kind of haunting. Do you guys remember this? Christmas Eve 2016 in the LA Coliseum. And I remember it was a beautiful day. It was like a yeah, beautiful Kaepernick Christmas Eve well in LA. Yeah. Niners yeah. beat the Rams 37 yep. 28. Kaepernick 28 to 37, 266, two yep. touchdowns, one he, pick. He did. Um, he played uh, well. But he ran for a touchdown, too, in that game. He did. Uh, I remember uh, you know, that. Uh, you know, that was a good game. game. And you know, the other good game that people kind of sat up a little bit and paid attention to was the same season, maybe two, three weeks before that, I think, is when they went down to Miami and Dude, Kaepernick great had Great memory, Polly. Yeah, Dude, if, no, I woke, if I woke up this morning and you asked me, 
Kaepernick versus the Dolphins 2016, I'd be like, huh? Dude, no, nice no, pull, because I have the actual numbers in well. front of me right now. You do your great pull on your part. Yep. 29 of 46, three touchdowns in that game. He did yeah. throw a pick, but he ran 10 times for 113 yards. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, and, and of wow. course, dude, see, but that's, so, you know. So he almost a, created 400 yards of offense that day. I am dead serious when they I say this. They lost 31-24. Right. This is not a punchline. This is not a joke. I think, and it's, you know, I mean, you could argue maybe this is unfortunate, but, like, I think the reason people don't remember that game at all as being, like, one of the better games he played is because that was the same week he had the Castro shirt. I was about to say yeah. that's what, that was it. So yeah, that's yeah. all anybody talked about, and that's mm-hmm. all anybody remembered. And yeah, uh, But meanwhile, call. he actually did play a good game you know, that Sunday. Odd. His, his 2016 quarterback rating uh, was 90. Point seven. It's not that bad. Yeah, well. Jeez. A one in fifteen record ain't that good though, right? I know. The one in ten is all anybody remembers. I'll he tell you who's sp- really good is Murph and Mac in the morning on KNBR. <laughs> Shout out Coach Chip. <laughs> you got me there, Copes. Sixteen touchdowns, four picks for Kaepernick that year. Right, right, right. Man, Jesus. Just saying, dude. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Bring him back. Al Sharpton, offensive coordinator. Here we yeah. go. Right. Uh, <laughs> here's Mark Cuban. Okay. Mark Cuban speaking out now yeah. on racism. So when we talk about systemic racism, when we talk about challenges, when we talk about overcoming the past, when half of the African-American community, who, many of whom are alive today, could not vote to change the country they lived in, could not vote to change the states they lived in, could not vote to change the cities they lived in, is it any wonder? that we need courageous conversations today. And so I need all of us to really open up and talk to each other, even when it's difficult, even when it's not something that we're comfortable with, particularly those of you who look like me, the white community. Yeah, so Cuban now speaking. Of course, NBA. the NBA has just been, you know, the NBA has been out front on everything here. They've been, Murph. you know, from you know Adam Silver on down. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, real quick. Where was that cut from? Was he? To, was he, he was to, speaking at a convention called uh, the Courageous Conversations event? Oh, yes. okay, cool. And what is that down in Dallas or something? Was he down there? Uh, I, I, yeah. Somebody asked the Waterboy where he found that. Okay, all good. Just, I was Cuban. just curious. All good. All good. He believes yeah, it was right. Dallas. Yes. Okay. He believes it was right Dallas. On. Yeah. There you yeah. go. All right. Well, that's about it. We had more to get to. We can get to it later in the show. Yeah. Um, we had the Glanville. We had Gronk. We had Dana White and uh, Fight Island and all that's going on too. Gronk's so. in the cooler today, huh? Is he, he is. Do you want right. to want to squeeze him in? I, I wouldn't mind hearing yeah, yeah, yeah. from Gronk. Why not? Yeah, why not? He and the yeah. Buccaneers, I guess, are helping a a high school, a predominantly African American high school, that lost their equipment in a fire. And he and the Bucks are going to come in and, 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 and outfit them. Here's Gronk. Okay. Hey, everyone. Last week, we heard about an unfortunate incident in Tampa where a fire burned down a high school storage shed full of their team's football equipment. Sadly, they lost it all. Well, the Gronk Nation Youth Foundation and my new team, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, are all about helping youth reach their full potential. So we're going to do just that. To the Blake High School Yellow Jackets, you're getting a brand new storage unit and new football equipment to replace everything that was lost, courtesy of our foundation and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers Foundation. So keep working hard this summer, stay active, and stay healthy, and my new teammates and I are looking forward to seeing you soon. Man, Gronk with the delivery, too. Energetic, upbeat. Yeah. Yeah. Upbeat, I like that. That's good, Gronk. It was good. We needed to end on a positive one there, didn't we? We We did. did. We did. We really did. Hey, everyone. Hey. It's almost like Tiger Woods. Remember when he says, hey, Nike? Wake up. Not bad, bad, buddy. Jill, good call. Wake (laughs) up. Uh, The um, uh, shout-out to high school's nickname, the Yellow Jackets, uh, Berkeley High. Berkeley High Yellow nice. Jackets over there nice. across the bay there. Uh, the Murphy Mac Show, of course, sponsored by O'Donnell Financial. O'Donnell Financial Group, because planning is a process for loans, insurance, investments, and retirement. Call Greg O'Donnell at 866-496-2300. Our good buddy Chris Rose coming on a little MLB draft talk and anything NFL, too. Uh, on KMBR 104.5, hope everybody enjoyed the Power Hour on the Sports Leader. Murph and Mac podcasts are available now on Spotify by searching KNBR. The Sports Leader. Time now for your KNBR half-past headlines. Sponsored exclusively by GKV Capital, a leading investment portfolio management firm. Hear the GKV Capital closing bell update today at 3.15 p.m. on the Sports Sports Leader. 
I'm Bonnie Jill Laughlin with your half past headlines. MLB PA has made a proposal to MLB for a season of 89 games with a full prorated share of salary and expanded playoffs. Jeff Passan tells us the only thing the players do want is that 100% prorated salary. The more conversations I've had with players over the last week or so, the more I've come to understand that the full prorated salary is not the most important thing for them. It is more or less the only thing for them at this point. And I understand, listen, there are other issues. There's health and safety and, you know, they have expanded playoffs that they can give to Major League Baseball as a carrot. But in the end, the players say, no matter how long the season is, we want our full pro rata. And Michael Jordan entered a 3.3 million Big Rock Blue Marlin Tournament in North Carolina. MJ and his crew, which he calls Catch 23, reeled in a 442-pound Blue Marlin, the sixth heaviest reeled in so far. But Catch 23 has two more days to catch a bigger Marlin. This tournament is known as one of the biggest fishing events in the country. And those are your half-pass headlines. You have to be up in five hours, two hours, and you haven't slept. Vicks ZQuil Pure Z's is a drug-free blend of botanicals with an optimal dose of melatonin that helps you fall asleep naturally and wake with no next-day grogginess. ZQuil Pure Z's, naturally superior sleep. Monument Crisis Center is a community-based nonprofit in the East Bay serving low-income and at-risk families, seniors, and children in need. Due to COVID-19, the need in our community has gone up over 300%. In just the past nine weeks, Monument Crisis Center has distributed enough food to make over 450,000 meals, and the need for food and essentials is increasing by the minute. In order to keep up with these dire circumstances, they need your help more than ever. To donate, go to MonumentCrisisCenter.org or text MCC to 41-444. At Hornblower, they may not be cruising right now, but that doesn't mean they're not thinking of you. They have completely redesigned their onboard experience with your health and well-being in mind, including enhancing their crew training, introducing contactless check-in, and limiting the number of guests on board to make social distancing easier. Also, that you can sail safe with friends and family once again. They look forward to welcoming you aboard soon. Until then, learn more about their safe cruise commitment at hornblower.com. We now continue with Murph and Mac on KNBR 1045 and 680, the sports leader. Yes, yes, on the UMA guest line, we are going to go out and welcome our buddy, but Paulie. Yeah. You always have things to say, Paul. You I do. I like to get chest, involved. I like to get involved with a little uh, informational uh, moment on the show, if I may, and remind people uh, the Murphy Mac Show is sponsored by Redwood Credit Union. You can bank from home or on the go with twenty four seven secure mobile and online banking from Redwood Credit Union. Sign up today, Redwood Credit Union, for all that you love. All right, Chris Rose. We love to talk to Chris about anything. Of course, NFL and MLB is the main yeah. topic, but just in general, checking in with the man as he. Uh, Raises a family in this in this environment, this changing world, and oh, uh, yeah. in this changing sports world too. So, Chris, welcome back to the Murph and Mac Show. Brian Murphy, Paul McCaffrey, and Bonnie Joe Laughlin here in San Francisco. How you doing, man? How you holding up? Health, safety, sanity. How you doing, Chris? Hey, Chris. Hey, guys. Um, all is well uh, here. I mean, it's been a uh, quite a uh, 2020 for us. I think that. You know, I, it, it's funny. We have a lot of talks. I've got two boys that are 19 and 14, and my wife and I, whenever we're sitting down at dinner, you know, I mean, the days aren't aren't real different around here. Um, things have started to open up a little bit in L.A., but um, because of what has transpired the last few weeks since the murder of George Floyd, uh, our discussions at the dinner table have changed significantly. And, uh, you know, we've utilized this time to talk about things, where we are in the world, uh, go over a lot of things that haven't gone right, uh, why we've been pretty privileged people over the years, and, um, you know, eventually making changes. Like, that's important stuff. Because some of this stuff is the protests will stop, the changing never should. Yeah, you're absolutely right, and, and that's where we're at right now is is still processing, still listening, and then what happens next right yeah that happens yeah next, yeah that's is, the key no question and chris i think you know i hate to just slough it all off on the next generation but i have a 12 year old and an 8 year old you have a 19 year old and a 14 year old paulie's got a 18 year old and a 16 year old and I, I hate to say it but i think they're our only hope you know well i agree with that it's easier to change 
your process when you're a lot younger. But I think it's actually on those of us that are in our 40s and, and 50s and to really institute the change because people are living longer. We're the people that could help institute it quicker. I mean, your, your 8- and 12-year-old can't vote, for instance. Um, I, I don't even know if they have a vote in your household, to be honest. I, I forgot how that works. <laughs> right, depends, uh, yeah. Yeah, personally, I don't have a vote. I'm the uh, there's there's four uh, people in the household. I I vote eight. Right. So that's You're a powerless the way it goes. man, Chris. Right, right. You have no juice, none. No. That is that is true. But I would actually, you know, so that's why I just think that sometimes we say, oh well, it's too late for us to change. I, I don't think so. I think it's really important to inform yourself, really to listen, to to talk to people. Um, get a better grasp if you can. And, and like I said, start in acting. I think it's really, really that we can do it. I think it's, it's well, kind of a lazy narrative if we can't. No, that's a good point. No, I call you lazy. Point. You know what I'm saying? I yeah. know what you're saying, yeah. but it is, yeah, it's all part of this uh, deal. And, and, and I see your Twitter feed. You're putting out a lot of this stuff, including Joey Votto's op-ed piece, the CC yeah, Sabathia uh, conversation. Yeah. Votto was a guy who kind of admitted that he, he said even though he befriended a lot of African-American players in the minor leagues, he didn't really ever see it from their point of view or, well, you know, that was a, if people haven't read that, uh, they should. Yeah, it's really good. It's, re- it's really good because it, the reason I tell you to read is not everything is going to stick with you or, but there's going to be parts where you go, oh my gosh, you know what? If, if you give a little um, introspection, I think that, that you'll end up realizing that some stuff does kind of cross into your world and you go, okay, all right, I can be better here. Um, so I just think that that's all important stuff. Yeah. Good stuff, man. All right. Chris Rose, of course, you see him NFL network, MLB network. And, uh, uh, I have to, t- uh, you know, I know the draft hasn't been your thing. Um, but just a little bit on the big picture in baseball, mm-hmm. um, you know, and you and Kevin would be doing shows and you'd be riffing. We, we'd be coming up on the all-star break and da, 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 da. And here we are. And, you know, you know a lot of players. You guys, you work with them. And the distrust of the owners just is so deep. And here we are. And I'm just wondering your perspective, Chris, uh, in terms of your, I don't know, your frustration level or your optimism level or how you feel even about a baseball season that could take place. Yeah. So, you know, above everything else, I'm a, I'm a sports fan. I mean, like, I've never understood these people who get in the sports business and they're like, yeah, I, I just really kind of lost my fandom. I'm like, really? Because I haven't. I mean, I'm still, I'm 49. I've been in this business for 30 years almost, and, and I'm still a Cleveland fan through and through. You guys know that. So it sucks not having, you know, one of the sports I love. And that's the thing with baseball is that it's kind of like an old friend where you don't have to talk to your your dear old friend every day. But when you do, you pick up the phone and the conversation picks up right where you left off. And we haven't had that. And that's been, that's been painful. uh, I think for a lot of people. And do I also understand the business side of it? Absolutely. And, you know, I would never be one of those people that, you know, I think the social media is great for a lot of things. I think that for something like this, it's, it's terrible because, because fans just don't get it in terms of, well, why, you know, I would play for, uh, you know, $7 million a year. Um, well, guess I, I am paying to watch you play. Like they're not coming to watch Chris Rose play either. Hell, they barely watch Chris Rose to talk about it on TV. So, you know, it's a specialty skill set. Um, I know that there's got to be give and take. I'm still hopeful that there might be something done, but, you know, it's not going to shock me if we have a 50 to 55 game season once it's all said and done. Yeah, so, and and then it's just precursor to, I hope, I mean, the, the CBA comes yeah. up in 2021 and there's just, there's, there's yep. deep mistrust and distrust in the air. I, 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 I would I say would don't. That I, listen, I would hope here that whatever, however this ends up un, unfolding for 2020, is that, and it never happens this way, <laughs> it, it, sit down once you can and realize, okay, where, where did this thing go wrong for everybody instead of everybody just grab, grab, grab? You know, like, where can we all be better? I think if anything that we've learned over the last couple weeks just in society is, once again, kind of taking a look at yourself, where can we be better where it's not always about us or me 
and it's about the collective we, I, I would hope that maybe a few lessons can be learned. Yeah, but I, I just can't see that that kind of optimism and hope applying to the MLB owners and players. They're just so – they're so – but it's just such a There's poisonous a relationship. History. There's a rough, yeah. rough history, and, yeah. and I get that. But Lack at the end of, of the day, is, if yeah. we're all about progress – yeah, I know. Making strides. we got to have somebody. Somebody. Who's the uh, who's going to be the leader in all that? We'll see. Hey, Chris, uh, before we let you go here, now, Colin Kaepernick is the name that keeps cropping up more and more. And I'm just wondering, you sit down and do an NFL Network highlight this this fall, is Colin Kaepernick's name going to be mentioned? Do you see him getting a gig? If so, have you thought about which teams? Or you know, And that involves the owner who's willing to take the heat, the fan base that's going to be accepting enough. And the starting quarterback, who's secure enough, too. Um, what are your thoughts on Kaepernick returning to the NFL at all? Well, um, you know, I thought last year that workout was just kind of a dog and pony show. I didn't, I didn't think much of it. It was, you know, it was even moved the day of. So, like, what exactly was it? It was, it, it, it was kind of all over the place, and I didn't think anything good came out of that. Uh, but except that there was interest in Colin Kaepernick. Now, I, I do believe that some team would want him. Now, I mean, off the top of my head, you know, there's a bunch of teams that, that would have would have worked, but you know, got a backup like like the Raiders ended up signing Mariota. I thought maybe that would be a a really good place for him. Hmm. Um, Gosh, I, I mean, I'd have to sit down and think where else. I mean, you're thinking Seattle, maybe. Um, you know, um, yeah. just in terms of yeah, the Seattle's city. a good one. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. Baltimore's offense and Greg Roman. There's a history there, but Steve Biscotti and Kaepernick have a, a rough history after that. Uh, remember the tweets about slave owners and all that. And yes, Biscotti yeah. wasn't and, too happy. Yeah, and at the end of the day, it's it's going to take. You know, I I thought what Roger Goodell did last week, after the players all got together to produce that minute twelve second video, which was very very powerful, and Roger Goodell knew he had to take a step forward and raise his hand and admit he was wrong. And now he didn't mention Colin Kaepernick by name, but you know he basically said we didn't listen to our players. So now it is up to an owner to step forward and say the same thing and say, hey, listen, we're all about winning here and being inclusive, and we want Colin Kaepernick on our team. And it's, that's it at the end of the day. You know, I, I watch, and, and like I said, I, you know, I do probably spend too much time on social media and, and reading and things of that nature, and there are a lot of fans who say, well, I'm, I won't support the NFL. Got it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Rock and roll. So right. it, now it's your choice. If you really, are, you know, it's easy to say in June on Twitter behind your keyboard or your phone that you're not going to watch the NFL because of you feel that strongly. If you do feel that strongly, if there is protesting and if there's kneeling, which I am convinced there will be, and fully support and endorse, um, go for it. Go for it. You know, knock, knock yourself silly. Right. And what we need is probably an owner to come out and say, yeah, I'm good with it. I'm good with it. Yeah, it's going to take a, a, a brave owner or a different kind of owner. and Who knows? We'll see. All stuff to watch, Chris. Uh, good checking in with you, man. And Always, uh, and yeah. we will, uh, you know, <laughs> who knows? We'll have you on in the next two, three, four, five months. Who knows what the world will look like. But uh, stay safe, yeah, healthy, so. sane, and uh, and thanks for your thoughts, man. Take care. Absolutely. You guys are doing all right up there. Everybody's we hanging are. in, we man. We are we're hanging, we're hanging in. in. We're, we're all we're yeah. all sitting in our respective. Okay? We're all sitting we're, we're in our. Res- <laughs> yeah, she's I'm right here. here. I'm listening. Yeah, she's right here. <laughs> we're all sitting here in our respective uh, sweatpants in our living rooms. Yeah, in our we story. are in different living rooms. Sad but true. All right, real real quickly. Last time you put on a pair of uh, pants or shorts with a button. When was it? <laughs> uh, you're gonna have to. Uh, you're gonna have to check with our agent on that one. I don't know, man. That was uh, yeah. Yeah, you got to you got to do that, Chris. You got to do that every day, though, just to just to keep your your head straight, right? Don't you? I yeah. Think. Well, you know what? Yeah. I actually did it uh, for the first time last Friday, and then I or last Saturday, and I re- enjoyed it so much, I repeated it on Sunday. 
Yeah, so. I think the biggest question: When's the last time you laced a shoe? Maybe that's it, because you can slip into it like a flip flop or a, you know. Yeah. Well, no, no. This morning with my with my workout shoes, one of the laces was untied, and I was okay. very upset with it. There you go. There you so. go. Got the workout in already. Nicely done. All right, Chris. Take care, man. All right, gang. Thank you so much. See you, man. There's Chris Rose on the UMA guest line doing his thing. All right. Well, you know, we'll see going forward here in terms of Kaepernick and uh, which owner slash team slash city. Uh, we'll go ahead and take Murph, that leap. when Kaepernick is a, a Seattle Seahawk, do you have him wearing a number seven in your mind? I don't know if they have a seven on their roster, but it's an unusual number, so he'd probably have a good chance to get it. Good question. Seahawks who wore number seven, 808 KMBR. I don't well, know. Or, or you could just do the Dennis Rodman thing if you can't get the actual number. You want, like, Rodman wanted 10, so he had to go 91 because 10 was taken. So, like, maybe he'll do something like that. Maybe he'd be like, you know, I don't know, th- well – I think nah, it looks like work. Geno Smith is number seven, you guys. <laughs> We're coming for Geno in every way. Are you way. kidding me? Well, sorry, you're out, buddy. Yeah. No, I'm serious. We just kicked him out of a job and a jersey. <laughs> now we're taking <laughs> his number. We're stripping him. Yeah. Sorry, Gino. Sorry, buddy. Yeah, uh, back. We need your number. Yeah. People are like, what'd you guys do on the show today? Just just rip Gino Smith. Stripped. Yeah, yes, we did. Stripped him of his number and his job. That's all. Yeah, yeah. Bonnie Jill. There it is. Number seven, Gino wow. Smith. Shout out yeah. to the West Virginia Mountaineers. Mm. Uh, let's do this, which I hear is a beautiful state, by the way, West Virginia. Anybody been? I have not been. No. Murph, I, I, believe, it's, I believe it's the most obese state in America. Well, you know, Just I didn't saying, talk about dude. the people. Yeah. I was talking about the land. Well, you know was, what I mean? you know, it's all inclusive. I hear it's a beautiful state. Hey, yeah, man. It is, looks like it's pretty. Hey, do, I, near, do I need to take you any farther than the guitar of a John Denver, my friends? You know? <laughs> but a sweatsuit uh, you know. of a Huggins, dude. <laughs> or the, or the sweatsuit of an obese resident who can't put on pants. I said How's Huggins, that? dude, you know? Yes. Yeah, so, <laughs> uh, we we got to finish up the cooler of content on the other side. Kerry Crowley's going to join us talking Giants draft, all coming up on a Wednesday morning on KMBR 104.5 and 680, the sports leader. This is Murph and Mac. Stream us on KNBR.com through your smartphone or desktop. We are the sports leader. From the Chilton Auto Body Traffic Desk, it does look like the uh, CHP and Caltrans have cleared that crash on the San Mateo Bridge westbound on the high rise, but traffic's still very slow from Clawwater all the way across the span. Again, if you have the option, take the Dumbarton Bridge instead. Northbound 880, watch out for activity. A restall reported Alvarado Niles area in the right hand lane. Westbound 80, still very slow out of Richmond. A crash near Central Avenue was just cleared, but from San Pablo Avenue down to Golden Gate Fields. Plenty of slow going there. Also, Richmond Centerfell Bridge, we had some earlier activity, so westbound traffic pretty slow from Richmond Parkway out past the toll plaza. Just a minor delay, but the metering lights are still on at the Westbound Bay Bridge. This is Murph and Mac. Stream us on KNBR.com through your smartphone or desktop. We are the sports leader. Hey, everybody. Brian Murphy here talking about the good people at Marin Health who are giving you safe and expert care in this troubling time. They got rigorous safety measures at all locations, and that includes Marin Health Medical Center, medical network clinics and imaging centers, facilities sanitized and thoroughly and regularly, and masks and social distancing are required. So patients tested for COVID-19 before admission to the hospital, suspected COVID-19 patients treated separately and safely, Marin Health Medical Network doctors using video visits whenever possible. So bottom line, with Marin Health, your healing place is a safe place. When it comes to protecting your business, Bay Alarm brings the best, like having your back 24-7 no matter what. Because if your security is not the best, you're not secure. Now more than ever, Bay Alarm, ACO28CCL880138. Businesses are starting to bounce back. But what if you could do better than that? What if you could adapt, deliver, and succeed in new ways with new customers? At Comcast Business, we want to help you not just bounce back, but bounce forward. And now, with one of our best offers ever, we're committed to helping you do just that. Get a powerful and reliable solution with Internet, Voice, and Security Edge for only $29.95 a month for three months with a two-year agreement. It'll help you stay ahead with a network you can count on. Stay connected with 24-7 support and thrive with flexible solutions that work wherever you are. Call 1-800-501-6000 or go online today to find out more. Comcast Business. Offer ends 7-5-2020. Restrictions apply. 
Limited to new Comcast Business 100 megabits internet, one voice mobility line, and security edge customers. Early termination fee applies. Equipment, installation taxes, and fees extra. Subject to change. I've always wanted to learn another language, but every time I try, it never sticks. So I decided to give Babbel a try, and I really like the teaching method of the app. I started with the beginner lesson on Babbel, and it starts with simple words and phrases. And soon, you're putting those words into a conversation. Each lesson takes about 10 to 15 minutes, and they're all really different, which keeps things interesting. The app is really smart. It actually keeps track of the words I'm struggling with so I can practice them and get better. I chose Babbel because it was created by real language teachers. They built it around real life, how people actually communicate, and what they care about. I can't wait to use my new language skills in the real world. Dos cervezas, por favor. <laughs> With Babbel, get conversational in Spanish, French, German, and more. It just takes 10 to 15 minutes a day. Now try Babbel free. Just go to Babbel.com or download the Babbel app and start learning a new language today. That's Babbel.com. B-A-B-B-E-L dot com. New members who open a Super Reward checking account at Provident Credit Union can get a $300 bonus. Sports jocks blaring two sipping coffee and eating pizza in the morning. I know the pizza. Must be Murph and Mac. Available now on your Apple Pod smart speaker. Just say play KNBR. Always good to hear Jerry Carvin, and Polly. Uh, the Murph and Mac show sponsored by O'Donnell Financial. O'Donnell Financial Group. Because planning is a process for loans, insurance, investments, and retirement. Call Greg O'Donnell at 866 866- Four nine six twenty three hundred. While I'm hot, Polly. Yeah. Uh, I got to tell you, you're listening to the KMBR Morning Show on KMBR and KMBR FM, San Francisco, the sports leader. True that. Speaking of staying hot, you know, yeah. I told you the big news is that we got a hoop in our neighborhood now. Big news. Right, so, right, right. We're out there shooting, and I told Declan that when he's shooting, he's got to shoot with confidence and say things as he releases the ball, like you know, that's money or in your eye. You know, yeah, you got to yeah. release. And I was thinking about telling him about, it, but he wouldn't get it to say. Marvin, Marvin, as soon he as was he released. a friend of mine. Marvin Swish, Marvin Swish. He was Marvin in my ass into the pavement, dude, just draining jumpers all over the court. It's probably my favorite pickup basketball story probably ever. Oh, that, oh uh, that's cool. Well, I appreciate it. And Bauer also Bank, the legendary athlete at Mountain Lakes High, yeah. shredded pickup basketball games. Oh. And when he flicked his wrist, would say, Marvin. And then a second later, you'd hear nothing but net swishing, just that sound of the ball hitting net. And he made it, it was was like so effortless for him. That was like part of the joke. It was like, not only can you guys not guard me, but I'm going to hit every shot. It was very Larry Bird of him. He's like, I'm going to make every shot I take, and I'll sing while I'm doing it. Now, Cope's Bonnie Joe, do you even recognize that one lyric? Simply just Marvin. Marvin. You guys know what that's from? Nope. No. Okay. Well, Tell then, me that's what I was thinking, Paulie. Copes, can you go to a YouTube here before we get back to the cooler of content here? Uh, go to a YouTube, type in Commodore's Night Shift. This will be great. This and is going to be good. First of all, Paulie, Stone Cold Jam. No Stone doubt. Stone Cold Jam. Well, the Commodores, they always deliver. Tune. Yeah. This is Commodore's, yeah. I believe, post-Lionel, right? This is, I um, post- Yes, I think that's correct. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it's about the death of Marvin Gaye. Right. And the concept is there's going to be some sweet sounds going down on the Night Shift. Right. Up in heaven. Here we go. Here it is. Marvin. <laughs> yeah. Dude, was a friend comes. of mine. Here totally. Yeah, yeah. This is, you know what? I already feel better. Yeah. Yeah. So do I. Oh, it's Bauer Let Bank in my there. head. Let this go. Yep. Yeah. Here we go. It's also for Jackie Wilson, too, who died. They both died in 84. Just picture Bauer Bank stretching his Here we go. Here we go. Right now. There it is. Hear the echo? Yeah. He was a friend of mine. Yeah. yeah. A couple yeah, times yeah. I think he would like inbound I the ball saying song, he was yeah. a friend of mine. <laughs> and, and that song was so prevalent that we talked about um, we talked about opening lyrics and how I told you the. Uh, there it is. It is. Yeah. <laughs> and how Ario Speedwagon. I like when you guys heard it. Better. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, he's talking about play. like extremely recognizable opening lyrics. 808 KMBR. That could be our next list. Top three most open recognizable opening notes or lyrics of a song. Ooh. And I told you guys that Ario Speedwagon's heard it from a friend who <laughs> heard it from a friend who is yeah. one of the most iconic opening. You know, just come right out of the gate at a, in terms of a song. You know, you've been messing but, around. Yeah, yeah. Well, this one is the same one because this was on the radio so much in 1984-85 that you just heard Marvin. Marvin, yep. and you knew you were about to get you know some sweet sounds on the night shift. Right. And Paulie says that when uh, what was Bowerbank's first name again? Dave. Dave Bowerbank would shred yeah. on the pickup basketball court. The yeah. flick of the wrist was accompanied by a, just a barely audible Marvin. Oh, dude. And he was hitting all the shots too. I got, I got to stress that point. His shots, they all went in. You know. So you know, oh, man, as soon as you mind. heard the vocal, he's like, "Well, here's another two for Bauer." Marvin Swish. It's like my damn. old high school teammate Vernon Clark used to say, "There it is." Right there, as soon as you release it. There it is. There was another kid I know. Shout out. Actually, speaking of, this is a great topic. Really great. Trash talking or or slash sounds to make when you're beating an opponent on a, in a pickup basketball game. Because there was another kid that was part of all those games, too. A guy, a name like, you referenced a guy you don't reference that often earlier in the show. And I'm going to do Rosen the same. fair game, right? Yeah. I got a guy we don't shout out very often on the Eminem show. His name was Chris Scuderi. Scuderi. Nicknamed Scoo. Bay Alarm knows now more than ever it's essential to have the right protection for your business. So let Bay Alarm keep an eye on your business when you can't with a professionally monitored security system. Their expert monitoring agents are on duty 24-7, ready to send the authorities at a moment's notice. Visit BayAlarm.com slash KNBR and take care of business today so you are ready to hit the ground running tomorrow. Now, more than ever, Bay Alarm. ACO 28CCL 88038.